0: hello and welcome to transcend my name is ains my pronouns are he him and i'm a gay trans man i'm here to talk mostly about gender and sexuality but i'll also talk a little bit about mental health in particular bipolar disorder ocd adhd and ptsd since that's what i'm diagnosed with thank you for listening Last year, I went to a party at my friend Selena's house on New Year's Eve, which, shout out if you're listening, I love you, Selena. Um, Anyway, I was at their house, and at this point, I identified as a gender-fluid lesbian. And at midnight, I did not get to kiss the person that I was supposed to kiss, and I ended up kissing the closest person to me at midnight. And he happened to be a gay man, and he goes, are you a lesbian? And I said, yep. And he said, do you want to kiss me anyway? And I said, sure. And we did in fact kiss. I was distraught later thinking that I, a lesbian, started my new year kissing a man. I remember thinking this will set the tone for your entire next year. And I was so mad it was with a non-man. What's unbelievably ironic is that it did indeed set the tone for the new year, I started 2022 kissing a gay man, and I am ending 2022 kissing a gay man because I am a gay man myself, and I'm also dating a gay man. Um, New Year's Day 2022, I started to realize things about myself related to my gender. That day in particular is when I first accepted that I was a trans man. In May of 2022, I came out to my friends and family. In August of 2022, I started testosterone. In September of 2022, I shaved my head. A lot has happened this year related to my transition. Um, Words are incredibly important to me. And as a writer, I put so much value in them. I think it's important to use words to comprehend and manifest. And that being said, my dad has taught me to assign a word to a year. Um, He does this at the beginning of each year to set the tone for the year and tries to truly embody that word throughout the entire year. And I think focusing on something as specific as a single word is really powerful. I would say to sum up last year, my word would be beginnings. I began my transition journey. I began my crippling mental health journey to stability. I began my first semester back to school after dropping out. I began a new relationship. I began new friendships. It was definitely a year of new beginnings for sure. Um, Looking forward, this upcoming semester, I'm working with my professor outside of class to help with programs related to authors coming to visit the university. I'm going to become very involved in my department at university. I'm also going to focus a lot of my attention on writing. I'm going to edit old works and begin submitting them for publishing, and I'm definitely going to write more in general, and I'm even thinking of doing a little fiction piece. Um, I'm getting surgery, top surgery in May of 2023, which is extremely exciting. I'll be 1 year on T in August of 2023, and also in August of 2023, I will be starting my senior year of college. And by December of 2023, I will be applying to PhD programs and applying for jobs post graduation, which is terrifying, um, but also kind of exciting. It's going to be a rigorous year for sure, but I have so many things to look forward to and in light of all of this, I've decided to make my word for 2023 to be engage. I want to engage with the scholars and professors in my department at school. I want to engage with my coworkers and friends more. I want to engage in the trans community as I finish up my first year transitioning. I want to engage with professionals outside of college so I can have my future laid out the way that I want it. I want to engage with people I care most about in the world. I want to engage with my writing and other creative outlets. I want to engage with this podcast and the listeners because it is such a good outlet for me. In light of the new year, I wanted to do something special on the podcast and I racked my brain trying to think of ideas. I realized that because I'll be home, I can see my lifelong best friend, Keely. So I've decided to bring her on as my first guest in the podcast. First of all, it is an honor to have you as a guest on my podcast, so thank you for being here. Keely has been a friend since fourth grade. We met because we were in the same carpool for dance and we both did competitive dance at Club Dance in Arizona. Um, We ended up going to the same junior high and we were inseparable since fourth grade. In high school, we went to different high schools, but we had weekly coffee dates to keep in touch. And freshman year of college, we were actually lucky enough to be roommates, which was super fun. Um, we now go to different colleges a couple hours away from each other, but we keep in touch constantly. She knows everything going on in my life and vice versa. She's been my biggest supporter with coming out, and I am so lucky to call her my best friend. Keely, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a bit?
1: Hi, everybody. <laughs> my name is Keely. Um, Yeah, Ains and I have been best friends since fourth grade, Um, pretty much inseparable ever since. We've always known everything going on with each other, been through everything together. Um, A little about me, I major in neuroscience at ASU. Um, People that are really important to me is my boyfriend, Alex. (laughs) I love him so much, and... Um, we haven't been dating that long, but I'll probably talk about him a couple or more times during this.
0: They haven't been dating for that long, but they've been like, ta- they've been romantically involved for quite some time. Am I wrong?
1: No. Completely right. <laughs> we, it's probably been about a year now, so that's.
0: So I've come up with some questions because if I didn't structure this, I know that we would talk about God knows what for hours at a time. Um, so I came up with like five questions, but we can kind of like. Go. We don't have to follow the script, but um, my first question is, what are you looking forward to this upcoming year, and if you had to assign a word to your year, what would it be?
1: Okay, before I even came over here, I already decided my word, so it's... Good that that was the question.
0: No, it's actually so weird because Keely got here and was like, "I like to assign a word to my year," and I was like, "You don't even know. I already report. I already recorded the first half of this podcast where I talked about my word for the year. So it's like bizarre that the two of us both pick a word for a year, but yeah.
1: It just makes sense that we did. Um, my word for the year is grounded, and for me, that means. Like, no matter where I am, no matter who I'm with, because I have intense social anxiety. Um, So no matter where I am and who I'm with, I'm always grounded and, like, grounded within myself. So I feel confident in myself. I feel calm, things like that.
0: I think that that's a really good word for the year, and I feel like it's really good for you especially just because, like, with both of our last years being so hard, like, this upcoming year, like, staying grounded and, like, being stable and, like, staying to your routine and your habits, I feel like is going to be, like, very key for us.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, exactly what I thought when I was, like, really struggling and stuff. I feel like the thing I learned most of last year is to be present and to just no matter where you are, just remember that you're there and you're in control. So I feel like that's what that means.
0: What are you looking forward to this upcoming year? Is there anything in particular you are?
1: Um, I am going to study abroad in Ireland and I never stop talking about it with anyone and that is definitely what I'm looking forward to most in this year because I fucking love Ireland and I want to spend the rest of my life there.
0: I don't blame you. Also, um, you wouldn't know this if you're just listening to the podcast, but Keely is a ginger. So like, <laughs> she just belongs there. Like... I
1: really fit in with the Irish crowd. I really do. I'm actually Scottish, but we don't talk about that. I'm just Irish. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's okay. Keeley fits in. It's just like she visited Ireland and like part of a joke was like on her private story She put pictures of her with every ginger person (laughs) that she saw What has been your experience as my best friend with me coming out as a trans man?
1: Honestly, I think for me I was lucky enough to know Ains for so long and like I kind of saw him go through all of his transitions and so I feel like I feel like it wasn't so much of like a big like oh my god really like I've known Ains since fourth grade and so I kind of got to see it all and as it progressed like um as Ains said we lived together freshman year and I feel like that was when Ains came out as like full-blown lesbian not bisexual and then it just kind of progressed from there. So I didn't really have like this big, oh, I just kind of knew like once Ains knew I feel like I just knew and I just like took it and I was like okay
0: no because like freshman year was like if you've listened to other episodes of this you would know but like freshman year was when I realized that I was like holy shit I'm a lesbian and then I realized holy shit I'm not a girl and so then I started that spiral of am I non-binary am I gender fluid and like Keely witnessed every single bit of that (laughs) because we lived together in very close corners like she got to witness all of that so it's like not surprising that i don't know it's not surprising that keely wasn't surprised because she's like seen my entire evolution as a trans person so i'm
1: trying to think back when you texted me and you're like hey i'm a boy yeah and i was like i was like yeah i know Sweetest text. I'm not gonna lie. Sent the sweetest.
0: No, text. honestly, like Keeley's text was one of my highlights of when I came out to everybody. Like when I texted Keeley, Keeley's text was like, "I'm so excited to like finally have a boy best friend." And I was like, "Like that is something I will never forget."
1: No, I think yeah, that's exactly what I said, and I just I knew so like, it was okay. Like, okay, it was gonna get deep for a second.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, let's get deep. So
1: people like. I feel like a lot of people always say, like, they have to grieve your old self. Yes. Like, did you have to grieve your old self?
0: Okay. Um, yeah, no, most definitely. I feel like, so, like, so much of my life, I grew up being praised for, like, being the pretty girl. Like, I had long hair, and I wasn't allowed to cut it. And, like, I was really good at doing my makeup. And people were like, you're so good at doing your makeup. You look so pretty in that dress. Like, everything was based on, like, my femininity and, like, the fact that I was, like, conforming to girlhood. So, like, so much of my identity was based on that. And so much of, like, my self-worth was based on that. So I guess, like, once I kind of got past that and was like, What if I cut my hair short? What if I stopped wearing dresses? What if I stopped like looking pretty for other people and like feeling pretty for myself? I started like experimenting not doing that. And then once I wasn't doing that, it was like I missed that old validation. I guess, like, I'm, because, like, so, like, people started treating me differently because I wasn't, like, like, boys stopped holding the door for me, Mm -hmm. and, like, that's something that's, like, weird that I never thought about, but, like, boys don't hold the door for me anymore, and that was just, like, a weird, like, oh, so, like, I don't get the same, not, and it, it's not really respect, I guess, at that point, but, like, I wasn't getting the same, like, attention that I was getting before. So, like, part of me was grieving that attention and, like, the way that people treated me in my past life was grieving it, but also just, like, kind of grieving my childhood and the fact that, like, I had a childhood that is, like, different than the childhood that I guess I would have wanted only because I guess I would have wish I had grown up being on like boys teams and stuff but it's also hard to say because like I wouldn't really trade my childhood because it made me who I am mm-hmm. you know like if I wasn't on girls dance teams I wouldn't have been on dance with mm-hmm. you so like I don't know it's hard to say but I feel like I did I did have to like completely grieve like my girl self that like wanted attention for being very girlish and stuff mm-hmm. like that
1: like I've heard that and Ains said Ains on his TikTok, which I watch, obviously. Um, But he said that he's, like, grieved his old self. And I was thinking today, knowing... I didn't know what questions were going to be given to me on this podcast, so that's my genuine reaction. But I was thinking today, and I was like, uh, I never had to grieve Ains. And I think the reason I never had to... Because I've even heard, like, family members have to grieve, like, you know. And so... I I thought I was like, I never had to grieve Ains because whenever Ains and I were together, like I've known Ains since fourth grade. And so I, I've seen it all, like I've said, and I never had to grieve him because like when we were together, it still felt like we were in fourth grade. Like it didn't really matter what gender, what anything he was because we like, connected on a different level than that like it never felt different it really never felt different at all and so I knew like I knew Ains's soul and I was like I didn't have to know what gender he was what sexuality anything like that because I know Ains's soul and like our souls are friends it's not our body parts that are (laughs) friends (laughs) no I
0: know I absolutely love that because like A big part of, like, why I think there's such an issue with people feeling like they need to grieve is because they feel like they're losing one person and somebody's, like, changing into a new person. But, like, the fact... Like, what you just brought up is, like, so perfect because it's, like, you're right. Like, our souls are friends. It's, like, our genders aren't friends. Like, our relationship doesn't rely on, like, gender norms. Like, it's not like we were girl best friends and we only did girl things together and we can only do girl things. Like, we were, like... We were, like, rough and tumble sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, we did everything. We did not conform to, like, gender stereotypes being friends. But, like, even if we did, like, our friendship goes beyond, like, gender and identity Mm -hmm. to this. Like, so that's why it's, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's cool to hear you say that, like, you didn't have to grieve because, like, that's how I want it to be because, like, I'm not changing, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just, like, random, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm getting more hairy, but, like, I'm not changing, you know? (laughs)
1: Exactly. And, like... I think for a lot of people, like, from the friend standpoint, so, like, you obviously lost a lot of friends, or maybe didn't lose them, but, like, they're not reaching out or anything, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like that, and... Because they feel, like, intimidated or whatever. I feel like that's what it is. Like, they're intimidated by change.
0: That's so interesting. Because I always wonder. I'm like, I don't know what it is because I feel like I can't tell from my perspective. So, like, intimidation, that's so interesting.
1: Yeah, and from my perspective, I think it's just, like, they're intimidated by the change. And honestly, like, as a friend who, like, obviously, I'm very, like, progressive or whatever. (laughs) But, (laughs) I mean, like so that helps but also i think the problem is if those friends that you've lost contact with and have cut you off or whatever because they're intimidated by that change if they were to hang out with you again and realize like oh it's aids like it's the same person nothing changed your personality didn't change you know like nothing like that changed then they wouldn't be intimidated You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, I don't know. It's good to hear you say that because sometimes it makes me doubt myself when, like, people treat me like I have changed so much. I'm like, I feel like I'm the same person. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I literally, like, my legs are hairier and my voice is a little deeper. But, like, I'm the same person. Like, I don't feel like I act different or anything. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. You are the same person. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And it, like, pisses me off as a friend because I'm like nothing changed. Like if I hear anyone say something about, do you see what happened to Aynes? I'm like, yeah, I did. And nothing changed. It's literally the same person. I don't know what you're saying. Like you're stupid. And so like, I feel like I need to just expose you to everyone so they can be like, oh, it's just Ains, Big deal. Like it's the same person. It would be fine.
0: No, I agree with that. And like on, I kind of have realized like It seems like the first time I've interacted with people after I've come out to them, they've been the most awkward. And then after they've spent a couple hours with me, they, like, stop being so awkward. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's because they're like, oh... Like, nothing's different. It's just a normal conversation. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, it shouldn't impact anything. I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what that is. I realize I'm also aggressively nodding when you're talking. And I'm not (laughs) saying anything. And no one can see that. But I am aggressively nodding at Aynes right now. I'm just staring at the side of his head, (laughs) nodding (laughs)
0: It's the nonverbal communication that you can't absorb <laughs> through the podcast, it but really it's sucks. there. It's there. You can't see the dynamic. Um, but if you do want to see the dynamic, I will probably be posting pictures and videos of this yeah. on TikTok. So if you want to check that out and you want to see the mannerisms and the nonverbal communication, um, you can do so. so. For other allies listening, I want some of your input on this. As a straight cis girl, because Keely identifies as a straight and a cis girl. Wait, right? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> because, like, I said that, and then I was like, hold on. Like, what if I'm, like, lying right like, now? Sometimes I
1: get curious, but I think I'm still straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: perfect. It's perfect. So, yes, as a straight cis girl, how do you support me and other queer people in your life? And there is not a right answer to this question. Like, it's not a trick question because I feel like when I type this, it feels like there should be some, like, right answer. I'm like, like, I'm going to trip you up on your I'm words. Miss. No. And, like, that's not my intention at all I just want to hear what you do in hopes that like other it'll help other people learn how to be supportive because like what you are doing is like beyond enough so just like I guess if you can
1: think about what you've already done I guess really we kind of already talked about it but it's just that like just interact with them like that's like my biggest thing I'm like what it's a human like I don't I don't understand why people and I take a very cerebral route <laughs> Cerebral. <laughs> I take a very cerebral rat on this, um, as a neuroscience major but we all have the same brain we all have the same nervous system and the same ions are moving through our cells at the smallest smallest of levels we are just sodium and a little bit of calcium and potassium and so I don't understand why people just don't interact with humans because they seem to be out of the norm or whatever and don't get me started on social norms i hate that like i don't understand why people can't just see that it's another human and you can interact with them the same as you would someone who identifies the same as you like i don't understand that um and that might be a little political but (laughs) honestly
0: but like it shouldn't be political like you're saying like we should interact with all humans because we're all humans
1: and And you're like that's political it's too political sorry about that um that's just science (laughs) (laughs) so i i don't i don't even know how to answer that question because i feel like the way i support you like sometimes i'm not gonna lie like i will send a text and truly think about it. Like, I usually don't really think about the text I send, but sometimes when I'm texting Ains or anyone that, like, I want to show that I care, like, I do make it a little over-the-top, a little sappy or whatever. Like, when Ains started a podcast, I honestly did not do that um, consciously because I was just so excited and I wanted to be a guest on this podcast as soon as I heard about it. (laughs) Like, I'll send a text and I'm like, I really want Ains to know... Like, I care about him, no matter who he is, you know? And so I will consciously send that text. And I think that's important for all relationships, just when you think about someone, text them, you know?
0: No, I completely agree. And I feel like the way that Keely texts me is, like, very intentional and, like, I don't know. We know, like, what makes each other feel appreciated and, like, the way that she texts me is just, like, I don't know, it's just very intentional. And, like she will do things like the first time like after I came out when she was like I've always wanted a boy best friend like she said something that was just like it was very intentional to the point where she's like I know that this is gonna make him happy and like but it's also the truth like it's also very genuine all the time it never feels over the top because you're never fabricating anything like I know that it's always coming genuinely from your heart which is cool
1: yeah and I don't know some people coming out just make them feel comfortable like I feel like that's the biggest thing I tried to do because there's no way I'm going to be able to sympathize you know because I'm not I'm just not I remember when Ains first came out I was telling my mom and I was talking to her about and I was telling her and I was like you know what like The biggest thing I feel like Ains doesn't have is like people aren't making him feel comfortable because like they won't respond or like people are getting cut off and like they Ains isn't gonna feel comfortable with that you know like that's not that's not something you want to feel and so the biggest thing I tried to do and even though I couldn't empathize I couldn't like really even like I don't know conceptualize it because I'm like okay I understand but at the same time I'm like whoa crazy (laughs) like I wouldn't even try to like I don't know like think about it because it doesn't matter like I don't care but it was just about like making him feel comfortable I think that's the biggest thing I don't really know how to explain how to but just letting them know that you're there for them regardless and that's it like that's all you have to say
0: I feel like a big part of how you made me feel so comfortable is, like, you never once changed how you treated me at all. Yeah, and I
1: think that's the biggest thing I was trying to do is, like, not change anything because there's probably so much change already you know?
0: which yeah and I didn't even think about that because like not only do I not want you to change because it's like I don't want our relationship to change but you're right like I'm going through so many fucking changes in my life like the last thing I need is for like my stable relationships to change like I want them to stay stable so like it is so important that like you did that for me like I was because I'm like throughout all of this like there was so much that was changing and like everything felt so unstable and I was like yeah but I always have Keely like I can always go back to Keely it will feel like fourth grade like nothing has changed like it doesn't matter what gender I am or like whatever's happening in my life but like our relationship will always be the same and so like I feel like that consistency and like not feeling like you need to like I don't know like step on broken glass around me yeah because like there's no reason to like you literally just act normal there's no reason that it needs to like intrude our conversations and also like if you've ever had a question like I can't think of off the top of my head but like if you have ever had a question like you just ask me and like it's just like a normal conversation like I don't know it's never been like I've never felt interrogated like everything has just been the same as it used to be
1: Well, yeah, and I think that's like one of the biggest things is like I just wanted to be a constant because I knew there wasn't going to be a lot of constants. And so as long as like nothing changed between us, which it didn't, then there would be no issues and I could be that constant. And I think that was important.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. So I don't know. I think you've done a wonderful job. I'm trying to think if there are any other
1: ways. (laughs)
0: I'm trying to think if there are any other, like, things that you've done specifically that I can, like, point out that you've done. But, like, I don't know. I feel like the consistency is a big thing. And then just, like, I don't know. You're just, like, very intentional with, like, your language and stuff. Like, you don't... I don't know. I've just never felt, like, disrespected. I've never felt like I needed to be, like, oh, I'm worried I have to go see... Like, never once has that ever crossed my mind just because you've been so like, consistent with everything, which I think is really cool, um, okay, the next question, oh, this is a fun one, I'm so excited to talk about this, we had a great talk about this, and I wanted to talk about it on here, um, so, what is your take, okay, so let me do some background, and I'll let Keeley do more background on this, I did not grow up religious whatsoever, um, the most religion that I had is, I went to church on Easter with my grandparents, I went to Mormon girls camp, believe it or not. I did attend that one year with one of my best friends, so I have been to Mormon church a couple times before that. I've been to a spew of different Christian churches with my friends, but I've never like gone myself. I've always been like a guest with somebody else. Keely's religious background is different, so I wanted to see what her take on religion and spirit religion and sexuality is um, and I guess religion religion and just like queerness in general yeah. um, and also it's because Keely is more religious than I am so like tell me a little bit about your religious background and then like what your take on religion and queerness is
1: Okay. Religious background. Um, <laughs> I always just, I, I shouldn't even say this because it doesn't even matter to the conversation, <laughs> but my mom grew up Quaker and I love <laughs> telling everyone that because I think it's the funniest thing in the entire world. No hate to Quakers at all. I love my mom. She's incredible. We are a Christian family. It grew up Christian. But my mom grew up a Quaker, and I just always thought of the oatmeal. So that's just, it just makes me giggle, and I think of, like, pilgrims. But, again, no hate to Quakers at all. I love you guys. You're awesome. Um, but, yes, me and my me and my family are Christian. I grew up Christian, going to church every Sunday, um, non-denominational, if you guys know what that means. I'm assuming you do. Um, and so, yeah. And I still practice. I am a Christian. I have, like, some, I don't know, I have some interesting thoughts on religion, I guess, because I am a science major, and so I'm constantly learning about evolution and science and such. And so it's difficult sometimes as a Christian to, like, mix those things. And I think the biggest thing for me is, like, I still pray to a god, like, every night, Cause I can't fall asleep without it and so I pray every night um I don't know if it's a god a universe whatever but I am I'm also very spiritual like with crystals and the universe and stuff like that so half the time I'm praying to god half the time I'm praying to the universe it's just but I am a Christian so I guess I'll stop it with that and then we can move on
0: yeah, so that's Keeley's, like, religious background that's and, like, hilarious. where she's at right now. No, I think that, like, religion is a very complicated thing. It's very different in everybody's life. So, like, saying you're a Christian, like, means nothing because there is, like, a whole spectrum of yeah. Christianity and who Christians are. So, like, I think you giving, like, nuance to your religion is, like, really important. Um, so, yeah, based on, like, that and who you are and how you grew up, like, what is your take on religion and queerness?
1: Okay, so, my take on religion and queerness, at at least how my church explains it, um, is basically you can be who you are. Like, that's, that's how my church has always explained it, and I've always loved that because I hear so much fucking shit about, um, religion. I've always loved how open and accepting they are, and I think that's what has kept me Christian, honestly, because if I were not a Christian, um church that were homophobic and like stuff like that like I don't think I would be able to do that because obviously my closest friends but also just my personal beliefs that's
0: just like not who you are in your nature like you've just never like you've never been someone to like clearly you've never discriminated against anyone but like you've never been someone to like on the slightest bit discriminate against. Like, oh, they're weird. Like not once have you ever looked at someone and been like, they're weird, I don't want to be friends no, with exactly. them. Like never. And
1: I think I think that's why I stuck with my church. But my pastor teaches that everyone everyone's human, basically, and it's not as long as you accept, no matter who you are, no matter what sexuality, gender, whatever, um, as long as you like accept Jesus into your heart and you baptize whatever or you just ask to like and tell god that you're a follower of him or whatever um as long as you do that god works his way to you and you go to heaven like that's simple as that it's not like there's oh my god this is a sin this is what it reads in the bible like no the bible is a million years old and (laughs) like it's all it's so interpreted like you can interpret it in any way you want so i don't understand it's not a rule book like,
0: so I was talking about from a perspective of I've had family members say that I, me being trans or me being queer, although they accept me and they love me, it's still a sin. And because God doesn't make mistakes. So, like, he didn't make a mistake making me Uh, a woman. I remember.
1: Yes. And so, like, we've talked
0: about this, and I've also talked to my boyfriend about this, and, like, and my boyfriend is, was, like, raised Catholic. So, like, interesting perspectives on this. Um, I, like, didn't know how to answer that question at first because I was, like, well, like, what do you mean God doesn't make mistakes? Like, I'm, like, he clearly made a mistake with me. Like, I've been put into the wrong body. But then, like, the more I thought about it and the more I've talked to other people, like, after I talked to my boyfriend, like, I was feeling like, if, like, I don't believe that God necessarily exists. I kind of believe that I'm sure that there's some sort of higher power, like, universe or something that, because, like, everything's connected, and, like, too many things happen. Everybody prays. Like, religion is just, I don't know. Like, there's something. I just don't know what it is. I don't know what that makes me, but, like, whatever. (laughs) But I don't necessarily believe in, like, the Christian God, I guess, is what I would say. Um, And so, but if I did... I Believe that God made me trans and made me queer for a purpose like I don't think he made a mistake and that I'm trans on accident I think that I'm trans on purpose because like it's taught me so many things about Myself and how the world functions that like I never would have been able to perceive myself Outside of what everybody else told me that I was but like now I can and like I've never been able to see how much gender impacts the world but like now I can and like I've never I never had not that, like, if you're not trans, you can't have the capacity to love people, but, like, I feel like I've seen a side of the world that, like, makes me want to love people even more. I don't know. I just feel like, and, like, now I'm somebody who, like, to other cis people in my life, I'm, like, the person in their life who gets to teach them about stuff like this and gets to expose them to stuff. Like, I feel like I'm literally made trans on purpose, so, like, I don't know. I don't feel like God necessarily made a mistake with me. I feel like if, if God exists, God made
1: me this way for a reason. I don't know. No, I completely agree, and that's what I was gonna say. Like, that's what my church kind of teaches too. Like, everything's for a reason, and whether you believe in God or not, like, you gotta believe in some coincidences. I mean, come on, like, everything happens for a reason. You, that's just, it's just basic knowledge. But my church teaches that, and I, I thought of it when Ains told me about it. I was like, no, it's not a mistake. Like God doesn't make mistakes and so they could you could literally throw the question back at them and be like yeah god doesn't make mistakes therefore i'm not one you idiot like that's so true because like god god doesn't make mistakes and so
0: yeah so like why am i here and breathing if i'm a mistake you you know know, what i mean (laughs) if
1: you were a mistake you would not be here you're right like period (laughs) (laughs) i've never done that before no but i literally like And I have, I have diabetes. So I thought of it in the sense of of like what Ains was talking about. I was like, well, God didn't make a mistake that I have diabetes. Like, it's just something he gave me to like, (laughs) kill me. (laughs) No, but like, he, he did it for a reason. Like, it taught me a lot. It taught me how to count carbs. I'm a healthy girl. Like, Things like that. I can tell people about diabetes. Hell, I could be an endocrinologist really easily if I want to. And so, just kind of like that like, God doesn't make mistakes, so why would I be here? Like, no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, like it doesn't mean like just because your pancreas decided to attack or your immune system decided to attack your pancreas, it doesn't mean you're like less of a human and you deserve to be on this planet any less. Yeah. Like, you're not God's mistake because your pancreas doesn't function like a, n- I'm doing quotes, a quote, normal person. Like, there's just, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you have just as right, you have just as much of a right to be here as I do, as does somebody who's cis and straight and has a functioning pancreas. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've just always found that very interesting, so I'm I don't know. It was interesting to hear your input yeah. on that. Do yeah, you have any other one. any other hot takes on religion and queerness?
1: <laughs> um
0: no <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'm just I'm genuinely curious because like as a trans person I've contemplated my gender identity my entire life yeah. like and so like I remember one time like asking you a question about like I think it was sexuality related but like you were like no I've never experienced that and I was like what <laughs> like it like threw me for a loop so that's why like I'm so genuinely curious there's no wrong answer okay. but my first question is <laughs> have you ever contemplated your own gender identity
1: Okay, this is a question I just read that I was like, whoa, I have to answer this. (laughs) Um, Gender identity. I can't say I have. I mean, I grew up a dancer, but I was also like at school, I was known as like the tomboy. I always wanted to be like one of the boys. And I always grew up with boy best friends. And so I always just wanted to like play sports with them, do whatever, you know. And I was always like roughhousing with the boys and stuff like that. And so I wanted to be a boy, but I also grew up a dancer. And so I put the bows in my hair, put the makeup on. I also loved that. But when it comes to like gender identity, I can't say I ever have because I've always been comfortable being a girl. Like, I don't know what it feels like to like not want to be a girl, like not be in your own body. I'm going to ask you a question. Real okay. quick, And you can put this on here okay? because I think a lot of people like cis people, straight people don't know. Okay. If I say, if I'm like, what is the correct term for saying like, oh, it's a guy to a girl. Like, cause I always want to say like, oh yeah, guy to girl or girl to guy. Okay. And so I don't know the term. For
0: okay. That. Oh my God. This is so fun. It's like a little vocabulary lesson. Okay. So there's two things that people are assigned at birth. They're so assigned male at birth or assigned female at birth. A lot of people abbreviate them as AMAB or AFAB.
1: So AFAB, assigned
0: female at birth, birth, AMAB, AMAB, assigned male at birth. So I'm like an AFAB person. You're also an AFAB person. So So I she
1: would be an AMAB person.
0: Okay, perfect. And you can also say like you can abbreviate. So like I am like a female to male. So you can say FTM or MTF too.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And this applies, like, generally just to, like, binary trans people. Like, if you're non-binary, it's different. But, like, for me, like, I was a binary girl and now I'm a binary boy. So, like, you can say FTM, which means female to male. Well, that's
1: exactly what they, like, she knew since she was born. It wasn't kind of like you where you, like, progressed into finding out who you were. It was, like, she knew since she was, like, four that she was, like, shouldn't be in this body. And so it was so interesting to me, like, actually hearing, like, the intimate details of that beyond you and I was like I've never felt like that ever in my life like I've always wanted my boobs to be bigger like I literally <laughs> hate my boobs they're so tiny and I'm like, I wish they were bigger but like I never thought oh I don't want these like these don't belong here you know what I mean mm-hmm.
0: no and I think that that's so interesting because like that's just something that like i've dealt with for so long that that just feels so normal that i'm like i can't imagine not feeling mm. that like i i've said this in other ones but like i vividly remember standing in the hallway of my first house you had been to my first house my mom's old house and oh, like I miss s-
1: that tori right, pines the
0: tori pines house god we miss her <laughs> anyway i was in the hallway like about to walk into my room and i remember literally pressing my fingers in my chest and being like I don't want my boobs to to grow like and I vividly remember that because I was like I was like literally mourning That's
1: crazy Like (laughs) I literally have never uh, It's just crazy to me No, I I No, I just haven't
0: That's so and it's so interesting too and like that's why when people are like Talk about the whole rhetoric of, like, you're not trans unless you knew that you were trans from the moment that you were born. Because, like, me and Keely both growing up were, like, raised feminine but both wanted to be tomboys.
1: Yeah.
0: I turned out as a trans man and Keely's a cis girl.
1: Yeah, like, it's just how it is. Like, like we
0: had very similar childhoods in terms of gender norms, and, like, we turned out complete opposites. Yeah. like, so that's why I'm, like, it's not, like, I don't know. It's just, like, you don't have to know from the moment that you're born. Like, you can figure it out later in life. Like, you don't have to be, like, refusing to wear dresses your entire life to be a trans yeah, man. I have a good
1: analogy. Okay. okay, here's my analogy. You don't have to... Ains didn't know when he was born that he was a trans man, Right. I didn't know and type 1 diabetes by the way is genetic and you should get it when you are like six months old to like little little kids get it cuz it's in your genes and it turns on Mm -hmm. immediately and I didn't know until I was 13 that I had type 1 diabetes and so analogy are you following along (laughs) like it's a progression it just happens some people know when they're born some people know when they're 13 it's not the same Or it's no different than me having diabetes. So.
0: No, I absolutely love that analogy because it's, like, it's true. Like, everybody's body is different and everybody's, like, mental states are different. Everybody's, like, experiences are different. So, like, you realize things and things happen at different points in your life. Like, no human experience is the same. I don't know. What does it mean for you to be a woman? <laughs> and I know this is probably such a hard question because if somebody asked me, what does it mean for you to be a man? I'd be like, the fuck if I know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know how to answer that question. But I guess I kind of want to put you on the spot and see, like, if you can figure out, like, what does it mean? And there's no wrong answer. Like, if you're like, for me, being a woman means that I'm comfortable with my body parts and I don't mind when people use she her pronouns and yeah. I enjoy being called a girl like there's n- literally no wrong answer I'm just so curious for you because I don't know what it's like to be like yeah that's what I feel like yeah. like I feel like my gender is signed yeah. at birth. Like, I don't know what that feels like so I'm just like curious like how do you know that you're a woman I guess
1: I that's probably the better question like how do, how do you know, know that, that you're I'm a woman because I guess all that's true like what does it mean for you to be a woman or whatever? Because. For that question, I would have gotten real political. I'm like, I'm fighting for my rights, <laughs> but but that's that's not really what it means to be a woman either. But um, how do I know I'm a woman? Is probably goes back to the first question of I've never been uncomfortable being a woman, and I I'm trying to think. I'm like, how do I know? <laughs> I'm like, do I know? I don't. Know Initiates
0: if... gender crisis. I'm,
1: like, oh, I'm literally being put in a crisis. I don't know if I'm a woman or. A woman. I honestly okay. This probably isn't the answer you want, but like, fundamentally, the way my brain works is, or the way I'm wired is, I don't think of if I'm a woman or not. I think of I'm a human, and so, I think. I don't I don't know if I'm a woman or not, but I know I'm a human and I know I'm comfortable in my body, like you said. Like so I never thought to question it. Are there things I love about being a woman? Yeah, I do. And I think I don't know when it comes to like I'm proud I'm proud to be a woman. I don't even know what that means anymore. <laughs> You're literally <laughs> sending me into a
0: fucking No, I completely agree. I also feel like maybe it's that we're like proud individuals like we're proud of ourselves and we also hold these identity labels so like i'm proud to be myself and so i'm also proud to be a trans man because i am a trans man but yeah i think that like as a society we don't really have a concept of like what it means to be our gender well actually that's a lie i just thought of something okay so if you asked like no hate to my mother, love my mother. She's in the other room, love her. But she doesn't think about gender. She doesn't think about social constructs. If I asked her, actually not even her, that's a bad example. If I asked my grandma, and again, shout out to my grandma, love you. But if you ask my grandma, what does it mean to be a woman? She would probably say having a female haircut and wearing skirts and wearing makeup and you know, doing stuff like that. And so I'm thinking, like, those types of people have a very strong sense of gender perception. Me and you, on the other hand, who realize that social constructs are a real thing, when you ask me what it means to be a man or what you, what it means for you to be a woman, that's a hard question to answer because we don't have gender stereotypes to rely on to answer that question. It's more of that both of us just genuinely have an internal sense of gender identity.
1: Yeah, and what's funny is when you ask, like, I genuinely thought i would have a definite answer and once i like actually started thinking about it i was like i don't have an answer but what's funny is what went through my mind was like my mom would have an answer my grandma would have an answer like they would all have an answer but like if you ask them to really sit down and think like and you maybe threw in social construct into it they wouldn't have an answer like it's exactly what you said you're proud to be yourself and you identify as a woman, I identif- or I identify as a woman, and so I, like, I identify as myself, like, I like myself, so therefore I'm proud to be the woman I am, not, like, the woman as a woman in general, you know, so... No, that makes
0: a complete amount of sense. That's so interesting. I've wanted to ask somebody that. You're like the first cis person that I've asked that question to. But I've wanted to ask cis people that question so much. Because like that's something that I think about fucking constantly. You know what I mean? And people ask me that on TikTok all the time. They're like... Well, like, I remember when I had long hair, they were like, if you have long hair and you wear girl clothes, then why are you a boy? Mm -hmm. And I remember being kind of stumped, not that, like, they're right that I'm not a boy, but being like... But why am I boy? Mm-hmm. Why why am I boy? Why am I boy? Why am boy? Um, but, like, no, like, why am I a boy if I do all of those things? And then I'm, like, it genuinely just comes down to the fact that, like, I know in my heart that, like, that's what I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, again, if we grew up in a society where gender wasn't a thing, I probably wouldn't have an internal sense of gender because I wouldn't know that gender exists. Yeah. So, like, in a perfect world, if gender was abolished, identities wouldn't be a thing because there wouldn't be gender. Like, I don't, know. I don't know. So it's like, we should abolish gender. Of course we should, but that would cause complete chaos. And like, you know what? Chaos is good, especially when it comes to abolishing gender. (laughs) But like, also it's just like, you can't disregard trans identities just because you want to abolish gender. Like there's a fine line there. Like we have to celebrate identities while we have gender. And then in a perfect world, if we didn't have gender, then we can be like, fuck identities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know do you have any more thoughts on that
1: honestly my head's spinning <laughs> about all of this like it reminds me of my philosophy class and my head was spinning the whole time I was not expecting to be stumped by that question because I genuinely thought I would be like oh yeah duh like for me to be a woman this is exactly how I am proud of it or how I feel about it and whatever but like I was stumped, completely <laughs> stumped, because once I actually started thinking about it, like, I don't know what it means to be a woman, I, it's just weird, like, my head is spinning right now, spinning, when you bring in the idea of social constructs, because I also, like, don't think about it much, because it's not, like, in my day-to-day life, you know, like, not like some people, like, you might feel, like, it's in your day-to-day life mm-hmm. that you're reminded of this social construct, Mhm i don't think about it until i do and then my head spins about it because i'm like oh my god everything's literally made up (laughs) i'm like what it's so stupid
0: and it's stupid it's like it reminds me of when i was in new orleans we like went to a really fancy dinner and like it was like a four course meal where like they serve you all four courses and you only choose the entree Mm -hmm. and like I remember being just in awe the entire time of like the gender performance that was happening because like They would come over and, like, they automatically walked over. It was, okay, so it was me, a trans man, who is not passing most of the time. My sister, who's a cis girl. My mom, who's a cis girl. And then my stepdad, who's a cis male. So there's only one cis male at the table. The waiters, every single time, walk over to my stepdad first and ask him first. Every single thing they ask Mm -hmm. him first. When they ask for wine and they come over with the wine, they test the wine and give him the wine to test and then they ask yes. him is this okay when you they bring the bill they give that. him the bill when they ask him the entrees they ask him and then he says ladies first mm-hmm. like it is the entire fucking thing is a gender performance and like nobody understands this and I brought it up at dinner and I'm like does nobody else find this like fucking bizarre I'm yeah. like I feel like I'm in the 1950s it's right no now no one thinks about, it. No no one one thinks about, about it. it and like genuinely and it's like Oh, my God. And then it just brings up the whole fact of, like, that was a very... Like, that was, like, an upper-class experience that I had. Like, that was, like, a privileged, like, the top 1%, like, experience. And, like, that right there is, like, proof that, like, gender norms are so, like
1: prevalent
0: they're so prevalent in like especially when you get in like the higher up you go in like economic class like okay is there anything from our childhood and you can think for a while on this is there anything from our childhood that you can point back to now and be like that was a glass closet moment. Like, Ains is totally a boy. Like, when you think about that... Like, it, when you think about moments and be like, yeah, that was a boy moment. I don't know. Because I think back to stuff, and I'm like, I can remember it. But I want to know if, like, now you looking back, if you're like... I don't know if you notice anything.
1: Um, I feel like from... I don't know. Things you said obviously have clicked. But, like, thinking back to my own memories... For some reason, I always think of Tina the Llama. (laughs) So, we used to call Ainsley Tina. (laughs) And I say Ainsley because that was his name back then. Yeah,
0: and it does not bother... Like, when people talk about me in the past tense, like, they can use Ainsley and they can use she, her pronouns because, like, that's what I was at the time. It, like, makes sense in context.
1: So, sorry, in context, this was Ainsley back then. Um, (laughs) But, anyways... We used to call him Tina because he reminded us of the llama from Napoleon Dynamite. And I also was called Napoleon because I sounded like Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) And Ainsley would always say, like, what would you say? You would be like, Tina, go get your lard. Or, come (laughs) get your lard.
0: Tina, you fat lard, go eat your dinner. Yes, that's
1: what it is. (laughs) Well anyways, we referred to Ains as Tina. Um. And for me, that just screams boy. I, like, looking back at it, I should have been like, oh, yeah, that's a boy. Like, I'm best friends with a boy. I, <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever, but it just makes sense to me. Um, any other memories, I would say? I'd oh, like...
0: tell the story about how I used to sing in low voices.
1: Oh, my God. So... <laughs> Whenever Ainsley and I would sing songs, and specifically I remember the Star-Spangled Banner.
0: <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Ains, you're right.
1: So we would always sing the Star-Spangled Banner, especially on our way to California, because we used to go to California a lot. And so we'd sing it in the car with our parents, and I would always take like a normal tone, and Ains would always go a lower octave. And my mom used to think it was the funniest fucking thing in the world, and she would always be like, why does Ains sing so low? Like, it's so funny. Like, he really hits the baritone or whatever. And she would always tell me that. And I just thought it was the funniest thing that Ains would sing low. But looking back, yeah, that's a boy. (laughs) Um,
0: What about about the Finsta post where the caption is, shh, secretly a boy?
1: (laughs) Yes. Ainsley and I actually used to refer to ourselves as boys when we were <laughs> tall, so i guess that's a screaming one. <laughs> but, but um we were at the beach and we took a picture and we like just got out of the ocean or whatever we were getting burritos and we just looked so messed up and we thought we were so funny because we were like oh my god we look like boys so we took this picture of us just like not smiling or whatever and we posted it and it said shh secretly we're boys (laughs) and you know what it was actually true so (laughs) it is what it is and it's just like looking back at those little memories you're like oh yeah no that makes complete sense yeah
0: yeah no that it just does make sense it's funny to hear like other people's input like i remember when i came out as bisexual to my sister she goes yeah i'm not surprised (laughs) and i was like Oh, (laughs) like I'm like, was it that obvious? Like, I don't know. I was
1: not surprised either. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have another question?
0: I feel like those were all of my questions. I'm trying to think if I have any more that I can think of off the top of my head.
1: Mm. Are you getting more facial hair?
0: Am I getting facial hair? (laughs) Am I getting facial hair?
1: Go sit back in the light. It's just so much thicker down here than it is anywhere else, I swear.
0: You're lying. I want to
1: take a picture. You're
0: lying. It's
1: like glistening in the light.
0: No way.
1: No, it's like it's like fuzz, but like you can tell that it's there. Like way more than you would be able to tell on me. Wait, can you see that? Like, oh my god, you're right. Oh my god,
0: you're right. I have fuzz. So much more
1: fuzzy down there.
0: Do you want to see my belly? button? Not
1: down there. I mean, my chin.
0: Do you want to see my belly button here?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Okay, shall I stop it? Yeah. That is going to wrap up this New Year's episode. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Keeley a little bit better since she is one of the biggest influences in my life. I wish you all the best New Year, and I would encourage you to find a word to set the tone for 2023. Thank you for listening, and I hope the rest of your day or night is absolutely incredible. Yay!